dun dun dun. <laughs> Boom! I'm giving you circle claps. Yay! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. And welcome to our new listeners. Beth, did you know this? West Virginia. What? No, I didn't know. This is a this is a surprise. Nebraska. Mexico. Hi, Mexico. Hola. And um, Hordaland, Norway. Oh, I, love I love it. Norway. I know. Sorry. I, do I mean, all the other I'm, places are great, but yeah. really, I do have a dream of I have moving to Norway. a Facebook friend in Mexico. And let me tell you this little story case. So years ago, when the boys were... So it was probably about 10 years ago. We I don't know if you remember this, but we went to Mexico for I a do. family Thanksgiving mm-hmm trip and we had the best time and i met the activities director at our hotel charlie and i loved him and we connected i know hola charlie i I don't know if he's the one who's listening but um if it is hola and so i made a comment about how much i love charlie on like the resorts page when we came home and Mm -hmm. he friended me and we're facebook friends now yeah he's a nice 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 guy yeah so case what's up beth this was your idea and it was a good one well Really? Yeah, I think so. It was, was my idea? Yeah, you're the one. Well, remember? Okay, so we're going to shake things up this episode. We were trying to find a Thanksgiving movie since we're in True. in November. That, yes. It turns out that all th- So for those of you outside the United States, we celebrate Thanksgiving in the last Thursday of um, November. So I thought we'd do like two Thanksgiving-y things. But all of the Thanksgiving movies are fucking depressing. Mm-hmm. So no, it's true. So you looked at that list and sent it to me, and you're like, "Let's do this one." Oh yes, remember? Yeah, so this right. was it's on. This has been on the best ofs. Yes, of the Thanksgiving TV shows and movies of the 1980s. So tonight we're reviewing season five, episode eight of The A Team. Dun 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 dun. dun. Or something like that. <laughs> it was called Family Reunion. Yes. Did you did you watch um the A team? We talked about Ish. this. I feel like yeah. I I feel like I may have seen it more often on Saturday afternoons at three o'clock than any other time. Yeah. Well, 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 well. well. We just welcome to the clubhouse. Look at welcome to the clubhouse. The there baby's here. Okay. My that was my dog. He just came down to say hi. Yeah. Um, so anyway. I think I watched it maybe the first season or so, but like we were in high school and college during this. And I, when I was in college, my first two years, I watched three shows. None of these are going to surprise you. <laughs> One was Unsolved Mysteries. True of story. Yeah. America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. And 21 Jump Street because mm-hmm. it um, starred Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yep. So I didn't watch much, but I do remember the A-Team. Okay. So anyway, it this was this is the final season, and this aired on November fourteenth, nineteen eighty six, on NBC. Eighteen was nominated for three Emmy Emmy three <laughs> Emmy Awards, otherwise known as Emmy Awards. Yes, and they won a People's Choice Award for favorite overall new TV program. Yay! Yay! IMDb has this description of the series. So this is kind of long, but it's going to kind of explain the um the overview of the entire series. It's true. At the end of their stint in Vietnam, 
Colonel John Hannibal Smith and his team were framed for robbing the Bank of Hanoi, which they did, but under orders, and were sent to a U.S. military prison. They escaped, went on the run, and were pursued by first by Colonel Francis Lynch and later by Colonel Roderick Decker, and finally by General Harlan Bull Fulbright. That's a lot of words I just it's said. It's true. While on the lamb, they became heroes for hire, working as good guy vigilantes around the United States or the world. Hannibal was their leader and an expert at disguises. Templeton Face was Peck was the team's con artist and a ladies man. Mm-hmm. Bosco Albert B.A. or Bad Attitude Baracus was their mechanic, but also took care of mayhem and intimidation. A pity to fool. <laughs> pity to fool. The final member of the team, H.M. Howling Mad Murdoch, was an expert pilot and a certified lunatic. They broke him out of a mental hospital whenever they needed him for a mission. Mm-hmm. See, I don't remember that either. Yeah. Like them breaking I, him out. I do remember that part of the show, believe I, it or not. I just don't. I don't know why. But it's been 40, That's it's 35 years? Yeah. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. So... John Hannibal Smith was played by George Papard. Yes. Papard is probably best known for his role in The Carpetbaggers, How the West Was Won, and one of my very favorites, Case, Breakfast well, at Tiffany's. Said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I, I that song. remember the film. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting. I was just watching the rerun last night of Seinfeld mm-hmm. where Costanza needed to watch the movie Breakfast oh. at Tiffany's because he didn't read the book for the book club. Okay. That's yes. a great episode. But I loved Breakfast at Tiffany's. I love George favorite. Truman Capote. We love him. Mm-hmm. He received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1985. He was also nominated for a BAFTA award and several other awards. Templeton Peck also known as Face, was played by Dirk Benedict. Mm-hmm. He is also Case Our Murder, She Wrote Connection. It's true. Yes, he is. He was on two episodes. He was. He's probably most well-known for his role as Lieutenant Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica in the 1970s. Yes. We did not watch any sci-fi in our home. My dad did not oh, like sci-fi. Like, okay, so my mom's cousin, now I'm not going to remember his name, We'll call him um, Bob. Dick, no, Dick. Um, anyway, he directed some of Battlestar Galactica oh, episodes really? and some Miami Vice. Oh. Dick Cola, that's his name. That's awesome. Dick Cola. That's fun fact. Yeah, I didn't, so know, fun that. I didn't know that. So there I, you go. I, I really liked Miami Vice. Uh-huh. I yes. think I watched every single episode of that at some point or another. Yes. And it it dared it it really did some things in the 80s, even today, I don't think would be because remember Kevin Spacey had an affair with his sister, like he played. His character had an affair with his sister on Miami Vice. Um, no, because I didn't really watch it. Oh, much. okay. So anyway, <laughs> that's a whole different, that's a different episode, Case. Yes. Howling Mad Murdoch was played by Dwight Schultz. He is best known for his role on the A-Team, but he's also apparently a pretty popular voice actor. I can see that. to his IMDb. Yep. Bosco B. Albert was played by... A pity the fool. Mr. T. All right. Love Mr. T. We're we going to revisit him before the end of the year. Yes. He was best known for his role on the A-Team and in Rocky Three. I think Rocky Three was where he really yep. um, became a household name. Yes. He's one of People's Choice for his role on the A-Team. And I just saw him in a commercial, but I can't remember what. Aaron's? Aaron something See, furniture? but don't ask me about commercials because I, I don't watch network TV. Yeah, I, I don't that much, but I saw him. And then I saw like he did a Tide commercial or something I, okay. or something like that. So our other Murder, She Wrote connection is this is the actor named Eddie Velez who appeared in one episode of Murder, She Wrote. He plays in the season, final season of this series 
Frankie Santana. So he's in this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he ended up on the show, but I'm pretty sure he was just in this last season. Yeah. Another character on the A-Team was, of course, the van. Of course. According to Wikipedia. Wikipedia, it's a 1983 GMC Vandura van. Yes. <laughs> and it has a red stripe, black and red turbine mag wheels, rooftop spoiler, and it's become an enduring pop culture icon. Case, I did not go to any car shows to see the A-Team van. Okay. I feel this... certain it's probably done its fair share of I, I'm, circulation. And I'm kind of surprised considering you went to the car show that last time. But... <laughs> that was Batman. Yeah. Well, all right. I know. You know how much I'm still a car I'm show. Into, about I went to still a car show. I went to Batman the movie because Michael Keaton. Still a car show. I know. We should go to the car show this weekend. You want to go to the car show this weekend? Nope. I okay. Don't want to go to the car Next show. time there's a car show in town, I'm going to take you and you can see how fascinating. If I were is. to go to a car show this weekend, I would only do it if I could ride a scooter all around. <gasps> That'd be fun. I would I would push you in a wheelchair. My mom has one. I can people. borrow it. I would be bad. And I'd be like, out of my way, out of my way. Lady needs a new hip. Get the hell out of my way. Where is the van? Where is that A-team van? I need to see it. All right. Well, Beth, should we start? Well, yeah. All right. Let's do it. The episode opens with General Stockwell reading a file while flying to an unknown location. He's pretty much like got this really cool office on the airplane. The general tells his secretary he's reading the most important document ever (laughs) and that the author will trade the rest of the file for Thanksgiving dinner with the author's daughter. Stockwell tells the secretary the information on the file could bring down half the men in Washington and gives it the green light. And by today's standards, it probably is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the secretary offering other teams, Stockwell says it'll be the A team because the author requested them. I mean, seriously, though, if, if you're going to get a team, you don't want the B team. Nope. You, you want don't the want A-team. the F team. Nope. You want the A team. Exactly. Oy, oy, oy. After opening credits, Face is writing a letter. Frank's, Frankie Santana, who plays the team's special effects ex- expert, tells the team that this is the first time he hasn't been with his parents for Thanksgiving. Ooh, that's Aww. why I say he was way too young to be a vet, Vietnam vet. Yeah. And that's why I don't know how he's added in. But he's there and he's cute. So it's, yeah. it's okay. That's I don't funny. mind him. Mr. T tells him it doesn't matter where you are. All that matters is where your heart is because that's where your family is. Foo. Murdoch is upset because he didn't get the turkey he was supposed to. He is the turkey. He is the turkey. Hannibal comes out from the kitchen, apparently arm in arm, (laughs) with a very, very young woman, (laughs) and announces that his four-day turkey extravaganza is about to begin. Murdoch tells Hannibal that he couldn't kill the turkey. Yeah. We don't know anything about this turkey he couldn't kill. That's all we know. All we know. That's all that matters. So Stockwell shows up at the house, and the team is confused because he was supposed to leave them all alone for the week. Not it is Thanksgiving happen. after all. It is. This whole episode takes place in one confusing day. It's true. He tells the team that in 48 hours, he is going to help a wanted criminal reunite with his daughter and bring down half the politicians in Washington. You go, girl. We find out the man he's referring to is A.J. Bancroft, who was a member of the Congressional Kitchen Cabinet in the 60s. <laughs> what? Was that a joke? I think. I wrote I don't that. Know. I don't. I think maybe they said that as a joke. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> and one of the most powerful men in Washington, 
until he was indicted on 22 counts, including conspiracy. Doesn't that like make you legit when you're like yeah, indicted? Yeah, to me like that's just you know, sort of par for the course. It seems like that wouldn't ruin a man. Not yep. today it wouldn't. Yeah. Well, for Bancroft, he left the country. He did. Stockwell refers to the document he was reading at the top of the show as Bancroft's diary. So Stockwell believes that Bancroft will be assassinated once people in Washington find out he is back in the country. How are they going to find out, Bancroft? Are you going to have everybody fucking tell them all? Yeah. Very <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I mean, you think he could like dye his hair and get away with not... Oh, nobody's seen him in 20 years. He I looks, know. I'm sure he looks really different. It's so weird. It's so weird. We're yeah. not going to question... Ours is not to question we, why. You... With the eight team, one thing I know is that we cannot question plot holes because nope. there are no answers. There's no answers. We just fill them just, in with just we fill them in with this thing called our imagination. There you go. That All was right. beautiful. I'm Thank really you. proud of you. For Thank that. you. All right. So now we are in the van. We're driving to Florida. Fun. Frankie gives background information on Bancroft to the team, such as that he was a major force in independent corporate finance. Mm -hmm. All right. Hannibal tells Face and Murdoch that they'll meet at the Lobster Claw restaurant and then go to the marina. All right. So okay. Face tells them he has scammed a 70-foot sloop. Face wonders if Ellen Bancroft even wants to see her father after 20 years. B.A. and Santana take the van and face Hannibal and Murdoch. No, Hannibal. Yeah. yeah and Murdoch leave in another vehicle. All right. So they got a plan. Got a plan. Now, cut to Washington, D.C. And also Florida is very nice this time of year. Yes, it is. In Washington, D.C., Mr. Edwards is testifying before the Committee for Defense Finance when he is interrupted to take a phone call. Owens calls to let him know that Bancroft is re-entering the country. Mr. Edwards tells Owens that he thinks Bancroft will bring Edwards down and tells Owen to find Bancroft's daughter. There's so many words that you just said. Oh, Did we even no. understand any of that? No. Okay, so here's the rundown. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. <laughs> Bancroft is back. Owens wants him. Uh, yeah, and Bancroft wants to, find, wants to talk to his daughter. Okay. Yeah. So back to the marina. Back to the marina. Hannibal, Murdoch, and Face enter the boat. The captain that tries like, to stop them. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a knock-knock joke. Right. <laughs> and and there in on the boat they see Bancroft, who's in a wheelchair. All right. So now they found Bancroft. There he is in a wheelchair. Yes. Meanwhile, Santana and BA go to Ellen's apartment to get Ellen the daughter, right? But, yes. As Santana is trying to tell Ellen a fake story. B.A. just says, your dad sent us. Yeah. B.A., uh, Mr. T., he yeah. tells it like it is. So, Ellen, Santana, and B.A. are leaving her apartment, and they run into several men in the hall. <laughs> we like this scene. <laughs> oh, dear. Why did I get this one? And so, they run to the stairs. Like, oh, there are the bad guys. Run to the stairs. Okay. So, the good people get down into the stairway. Santana, the good guy grabs the fire extinguisher because what better way to stop people chasing you than right. with the fire extinguisher. It is. So he sprays the men with the foam fire extinguisher and they're very cartoony in there. Oh, 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 I can't see. Oh, no. Oh, no. It reminded me of the scene from I Married a Centerfold when the guy's dressed up as like the, um, the, uh, oh, those 
people at the palace. Oh, the yeah. guards at the palace. Yes. Remember, and they're all chasing around. Yes, yes. It was all silliness. It was. It it's, was. You know, it's all kind of. If you think about it, this is this was really like a plot they stole from Three's Company. Yeah. At some point, Definitely. that probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so lots of physical comedy with the fire extinguisher and the foam and the people. Running down the stairs, and then Santana falling sprayed down the, the stairs, stairs, so they slipped and fell down, down the stairs. One guy pushed another, and uh, lots of foam on everyone. Okay, so then as Santana and B.A. and Ellen run out of the building, Santana puts the fire extinguisher underneath the wheel of the car of the bad guys. Then he gets a high-powered rifle out of the van, shoots up the, shoots up the bad guy's car. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Murdoch... So then we're just, we're assuming they're getting away fine. Yeah. So next cut to Murdoch and he's in a restaurant with Bancroft and let's take a break and listen to what they have to say. Let's listen. It's all silliness. Yes. I love this one. <laughs> how much I love silly shows from it's the It's very 80s. silly. I like that. It's good. It's a good time. Down at our rendezvous. <laughs> Lobster bisque. Lobster thermidor, lobster flambe, lobster with cheese and rice, but no chili dogs. Face man's gonna be upset. Face? That's a charming nickname. That's because he's a charming sort of guy. <laughs> we, uh, we call him Face Man because he is so good looking that he can extract the answer yes from you without ever having asked a question. Sort of the con man's tool of trade, you know. He doesn't sound like a very sincere kind of friend. No, 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 no. He's he's a great guy. He's always there in a pinch. He'd rip the shirt off his back for you. Then he'd go out and scam one for himself. A con man with integrity. It's an interesting combination. <laughs> and we're back. All right. After the commercial break. Yes. Ellen, well, we don't have commercial breaks yet, but the mm-hmm. A-Team does. I know. I should See, I said yet, because we're getting there. Yes. Ellen and the A-Team show up to the restaurant, which I think is the Lobster Craw. Lobster Craw? The yep. Lobster Claw? Mm-hmm. Or is it a craw? No. I don't know. Craw is a fish. And Something could get stuck in your craw. Something gets stuck in my craw all the time. Something was stuck in the craw of one of my students today. Let me just tell you, you that. that. She had a rough day. I hopefully I, somebody pulled that out of her craw. Maybe she'll come craw free tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? If she does, she comes and she's crabby. You should just everybody should have ice cream. Okay, I'll come over. You I told crabby. a kid. I also told another kid today. I said you had such a great day today. Do you think you can do it all week? And she said, Yeah. I said you do it all week. Guess what you get? I'll get you McDonald's French fries on Friday. Oh, if right. I behave every time I see you, will you buy me French fries? Sure. Okay. Yep. I'd rather have ice cream though. Okay. Good. I'll get you an ice cream cone. They're cheaper than fries. <gasps> yeah. And they're probably better for you. Really. I should have made you stop on your way here today because you probably drove right past the McDonald's. Mm, I didn't. I come the back way kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who mm-hmm. wants to drive through town? Yeah. All right. Now they're at the Lobster Claw. A-Team leaves Ellen and her father to talk at another. And they went to another table and sat down. Because, you know, on Thanksgiving, restaurants yeah. are just open and mm-hmm. you can just sit anywhere. Mm-hmm. Ellen suddenly leaves the table. And Face is like, hmm, I've never seen a lady go to the ladies' room without a purse. Which is such a stupid thing to say because I do all the time. I don't want my purse in the bathroom. There's germs right. in there. Gross. Exactly. Anyway, Face, in your misogynistic ways. Yeah. Hannibal grabs the purse and he runs outside. He throws it in the water. And then what happens? 
Boom. The purse explodes right between all the million dollar yachts. Yep. Good thing Hannibal is so smart. Right? Yep. As Ellen is running away and looking back, she runs, she's like running and looking back and turns around and bam, right into Hannibal. Yep. She's like, I didn't know it was a bomb, I swear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right on. Same story. Scene cuts back to Murdoch helping Bancroft out of the restaurant. Murdoch explains to Bancroft that the woman wasn't his daughter and that he was set up. Damn it. Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Janet. Bancroft drops a double picture frame and Murdoch picks it up. And the two pictures are of a young woman and a young man. The young man is face. Yes. (gasps) And Murdoch demands to know why Bancroft Bancroft has face's picture. Mm -hmm. Yep. Murdoch Mm -hmm. is very upset by this. And since, well, uh, I'm not going to plot holes. Yep. Bancroft tells Murdoch that Templeton Pack or Face is his son. Huh. Bancroft explains he married his college sweetheart and they had a child, but the marriage didn't work out. He went to NYC and remarried. He went back to find a son, but he wasn't able to. Hmm. Murdoch tells Face. Murdoch wants to tell Face, but Bancroft says, "Can you please wait twenty four hours before you do?" And Murdoch agrees. <sighs> it's true. Now. I just want to say one thing about the stupid picture. It's of him as a very young adult or in high school. How did he get the picture if he hasn't seen his son since? Just saying. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to say anything that, else, Case. That, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Did it bother you at all? Uh, not, not, <laughs> I didn't notice until now. I didn't notice until I didn't I, even think about no, that until, until now. I was actually just reading what I wrote. It just came into my head. Yeah, you're like, now I'm really mad. Ah! (laughs) Animal brings fake Ellen to the van where Murdoch, Bancroft, and B.A.R. He introduces her as Evelyn Bronson, Mm. fake Ellen, delivery girl for the mob. She doesn't have enough. I would think she'd have bigger (laughs) goods than she had if she was like working for the mob. I know. know, I I would think you need certain assets that she didn't seem to have. Mm -hmm. The girl that Hannibal was with at the beginning might have been more. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. had more assets. Maybe she was up for that part, but you know that because that was a speaking role. And she didn't have her. She didn't have have it. No. Yep. So she said she was paid $5,000 to set up Bancroft. She said Owens paid her to leave the purse. I mean, $5,000 is still a lot of money today. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. That's probably a couple of years worth of college back then. Now, oh, yeah. For now sure. you probably oh, that would credit. Have been, well, that was my, I bet five. My student loans were only 2500 when I graduated. So I bet $5,000 that would have paid tuition for all of my schooling. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 14, 14, 14, 14. Close. I don't, I I actually don't. It would have paid close tuition at a state school in the 80s. So you and I went to the same school. So mine would have been the same. I just don't remember that far back. Yeah. Oh, now what happens? Where are we? Oh, yes. The mob. Owens meets with Evelyn and he asks what happened. She tells him she wants the rest of her money or she goes to the police. She, I love this part. This is my favorite. She sends him into like this utility closet and she's like, I'll be right there. So Owens enters her. This, this is probably one of my favorite scenes of all time from any TV show ever. Mm-hmm. Owens enters the room and is putting a silencer on his gun when <laughs> there's a rack of coats behind him. And all of a sudden out from the rack of coats is BA's hand just 3d pow yeah but it's not pow. like you know it's ba's because it's all got it's all full of gold jewelry yeah and i think he kind of jumps out right after right right 
Um, I, I don't know, but now. you just know when you see the yeah. fist because it's just like, <laughs> the, huh, all that gold jewelry. I guess for those of you who don't know who Mr. T is, give him a goop. Yeah. He, he was very well known for his very loud gold jewelry. Yes. He wore a lot of necklaces Lots. and rings and earrings and all mm. the things. And he was awesome. He, he was. still is awesome. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he's, he's still if alive. If you ever see a Mr. T sticker, did I tell you about my friends and the Mr. T stickers? No. So my friends found um, some Mr. T stickers, and I don't know, like in early college age or something, they drove and bought rolls of Mr. T stickers from, I think they drove like to Indiana or Ohio. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so there, there are Mr. T stickers in like kind of weird places. For example... One of my old apartments, I put a Mr. T sticker on the inside of the closet door. So um, if you live at the Bradmer East and you're in the second apartment on the first floor on the right hand side, um, look in the closet, look on the inside of the door. I wonder if that Mr. T sticker is still there. I bet it is. Why would <gasps> they ever know? So funny. So then they they had them also like on um like in bathrooms on like paper towel dispensers and things like that. It was fun. Oh, that's cool. It was super fun. That's really cool. Yeah. So now we're in the showers or in the spa, I guess they're yep. calling it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the spa must be at the restaurant. There's a restaurant and spa. I don't know. Uh, it's super knows? weird. Um, there's a sweat, a man in a sweat box and Bancroft and the A-team ask him where the real daughter is. He tells them that Edwards has the daughter. We find out Edwards is Bancroft's old partner and is up for presidential appointment. Ooh. The A team and Bancroft goes go to Miller's junkyard because you know everything's open on Thanksgiving. Yep, mm -hmm. to put something on the front of the van, which is like a like, like a, a pincher thing. Yeah, like a claw from like a like a construction. Yeah, machine. Mm -hmm. You know, machine. I don't know. Did they even ever use that? Yeah, they did. Okay, they do later, really briefly. I think. Okay. Um, I can't remember how you gotta outfit the van yeah. at the junkyard. Because you just never know, right? It's true. Yeah. So Murdoch like is gonna try and tell Face about Bancroft being his dad, but then he just can't do it. So now we're at Edward's house and Hannibal confronts Owens is at Edward's house and Hannibal confronts him. So let's take a break and listen. All right. We didn't like the turkey you sent us, so we brought it back. Who are you? Hannibal Smith. You work for the government? Any bells ringing? Smith. Smith, the A-team. A.J. has hired the A-team. Incredible. Where's Ellen Bancroft? You're bothering to ask? Why don't you just do to me what you did to him? He's just a flunky. You'd have a backup plan. Now, A.J. is only in the country to have a little holiday with his daughter. Don't bull me, Smith. I'm a politician. Bull is my specialty. A.J. is here to testify. You bring him to me, I'll release the girl. Mm. You'd kill them both. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Edwards I turns think, around. I think we should use the A-team as our bumper music. Uh, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is funny. I was listening to it and I was like, so how many notes different from the Magnum PI theme, is it? Because like all of those shows, have, all like, of them, they feel similar in our heads. Right. Yeah, And it also I was thinking when, when I, when you were humming it, you were humming last week, Charlie's angels. And there's a lot of similarities with yeah. that. And million da, 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 um, da, da, bionic da, woman. Da, da, yeah. I mean, they're all, I wonder if they're all the same da, da, way. Da, 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 da. Composer. I don't know. You know, remember you used to buy, be able to buy the tapes of TV. Um, yep. 
So TV theme song. TV theme song. It's true. Yeah. All right. So Edwards turns around and realizes the cops he thought were there for him are actually Santana and BA. <laughs> Hannibal tells Edwards to meet him at 830 with Ellen and leaves Edwards with Bancroft's diary. Ooh. Here's what we're going to spill, man. Uh-oh. Edwards unties Owens and is mad that he got caught. Darn you for getting caught. Darn you. Edwards reads the diary and calls him a worm. Worm. You Th- worm. Those, wor- those words hurt so much. That is, those are fighting You're words. a worm. You worm. You're a worm. That's what I'm going to call people I don't like now. Yep. Worms. Instead of meanikin. Yeah. Call a worm. No, I have a lot worse words than meanikin. Yeah. You know me. It's true. You know, and you know I hold Girl, a grudge. you know it's truth. You ooh, got words. Ooh, ooh. ooh, ooh. Swear words. <laughs> oh no, you can go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fuck you. <laughs> nice, nice, mom. That was Beth, not me. Thank you very much. Please okay. don't stop listening because I sang. Murdoch follows Owens to a warehouse and is watching through binoculars. We see Owens and several men come out with a woman. They push her into a van, and the men drive off in two cars. So the car and the van with the woman drive, but the A team van quickly catches up in a chase ensues. B.A., the driver of the van, sideswipes the car and it rolls over. That's one of our favorite tropes, right? Yeah. Rolling over the rolling car. Over car. The A-team van closes in on the other van. Here it goes. They use the contraction Blah. from the junkyard <laughs> to stop the van. <laughs> so what they did was... They were like, oh, hey, didn't I'm they, like, sure we're going to chase someone. Yeah. So we need to, first, before we even begin this day, let's go to the junkyard. Let's make this, let's get this this um, equipment so we can build this contraption so that when we do chase it, that we are able to claw onto the back of it <laughs> think about how much they got done in one day with everything also being open as if it's just tuesday yeah and nobody's hair uh, got out of place right all right so um they take the woman then um to the a-team van and bancroft is waiting um in the a-team van and Murdoch catches up on a little bit of a he's motorcycle. So weird. And he says, I couldn't go fast. I didn't have a helmet on. He's so well, who knows. They always have weird. him do weird stuff. He's weird. Owens calls Edwards and tells him he put a tracker in Ellen's bracelet. Edwards tells Owens to give them time to settle, track them down, and remove them. I think he meant murder. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now Hannibal tells Face that they need to be in Osceola National Park before sundown. Hannibal tells Face the yacht is no longer safe. Darn it. I wanted to see that 70-foot sloop that he Mm -hmm. scammed. Murdoch is calling the orphanage where Face grew up pretending to be a nun. She says that they have no more information about Face's past. All right. See, because Murdoch is feeling like really guilty that he knows this side story about Face being Bancroft's son. Correct. And that he can't tell Face. And so he's trying to figure out the information as this little sort of side story. Okay. So we've got Owens uh, tracking Ellen. Now, the A-team is at a cabin in Osceola. Face finds Murdoch and asks, what the heck's wrong with him? And Murdoch tells him that he's conflicted, 
but won't say why. And I think everybody's like, yeah, that's just Murdoch. Because Murdoch's mm-hmm. a weirdo. Because he's a weirdo. He does have a great leather coat. It's true. I like his coat. It's true. Ellen asks Bancroft why he left Ellen and her mother. Okay. So he's like in this bed. And Ellen's like, why'd you leave me and my mom? Ellen is mad that Bancroft didn't come to her mother's funeral. And she storms out. Okay. She, she should have. Mm-hmm. So now Face and Ellen run into each other. What a surprise. I'm uh-huh. just kidding. <laughs> Face asks if she's all right. And she said she's been kidnapped and shot at and needs some air. So she goes outside. Um, all right. Yeah, on all three counts. Don't hit on me. Leave me alone. Yeah, you, you, you way, kidnapped me. By the, way, by the way, you don't know it yet, but you're my brother. Yeah. Also, he helped kidnap her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen and three other men have guns and they enter a cabin. The cabin is empty except for a bear. I love this scene yeah. almost as much as the punching scene. The bear charges them. They all jump out windows and onto the ground below. That's hilarious. Yes. And you know, Case, you know how much of a bear thing I have, right? You know yes. my bear thing. Okay. Can I tell my bear story? Sure. Okay. So I live in Wisconsin. Casey lives in Wisconsin. We live in Southeast Wisconsin, which is essentially um, outside of Milwaukee. So we're in a, outside of a major metro area. Mm-hmm. There are very few bears that are in this area. Yep. Um, nobody, none of them live here and they rarely come through. So last fall, Mike says to me, Beth, you'll never guess what our neighbor, I, for, I, I forget his name because I haven't met him, but Mike has. He he hunts on on the property line, so he has cameras out, uh, trail cams. To, and we also have coyotes out here, so we have trail cams outside in our yard because we all try and watch the coyote action. So Mike says, you'll never guess what, the, what our neighbor found on the trail cam. And I said to him, if it's a bear, we're moving. <laughs> and he said, well, actually, and I'm like, please tell me you're kidding. No, it was a bear and two cubs. Yeah, so it wasn't a bear, so therefore you cannot move. Um, No, I, I was freaking out, though, because you know what, Case, from where we sit, it's probably 50 yards yeah. from here mm-hmm. where our, because yep. our um, property line on this side of the house is pretty close to the house. Mm-hmm. So I did want to move, but I don't want to move, but I'll never go outside in the dark ever anymore unless I have to. Yeah. And also... Sadly, you can actually, if anyone wants to give this a goog, um, one of the bears was actually um, the cub, because they said it was a male, was hit and killed right over by Cabela's. I know, it's really sad. And to these other two, they don't don't know where they ended up going. Okay. Hopefully not back here, because I don't want them. They will eat your face. Um, Yes. And um, I just... uh... I I'm, don't like bears. I don't. No. I mean, I like them. They're amazing. They're majestic. I don't want to share a yard with a bear. No, no, right no, because now. they will eat your face. They, Speaking yes, of faces, case. Oh yeah. Look face. At, look at that segue. I didn't even plan it. Was it was perfect. I did not plan it. Okay, so now face I'm is going to, my to go job. speak to Bancroft <laughs> to check on him. Bancroft asks face if it was a mistake to come back. Face says he doesn't know, but that if he came just to wipe guilt off his hands, it was a mistake. Bancroft tells him he's very sick and is running out of time to correct the damages he's done, which quite frankly are a lot because mm-hmm. remember he left Face's mom, just abandoned her and did the same to Ellen's mom. Mm-hmm. Also, what a creep. Let's not forget about the 22 and counts uh, that he was indicted yeah, for. I, so well, he's yeah. basically made terrible choices his whole adulthood. Yeah. And, and now everybody's he's like, supposed uh... to forgive you because you're in fragile health. Right. Uh, 
Let's listen. Yeah, I guess I'm not that upset about how this episode ends. No, I'm not either. No, no. no. Mr. Bancroft, when I was uh, not just a kid, one of the sisters in the orphanage, in the uh, school that I attended, she, she taught me this poem. Look to this day, for yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow is but a vision. But today, well-lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Any father would be proud of you. Well, I'm also a wanted criminal. Who could be proud of a son like that? Or a, a father like that? It's called a gate crashing. Oh my God. Andy gate crashed. <laughs> Andy just came to visit and then he went upstairs and then Mike put a gate up and then the gate fell. It's just mayhem at the household. Yep. Mayhem. Yep. Mayhem. Remember that time, Case, you came to stay at my house? I think it was that time you made me watch Purple Rain after <laughs> Prince died. That oh movie was fucking terrible. Yes, it was. I don't remember. Well. I don't remember it being so, so bad. You were very we upset it. about it. I know. You were very upset. But there was that bird that hit the window outside, remember? Mm -hmm. And yep. then you wanted to save it, and I, I didn't did. want you to. I know. Because they, knocked out birds are scary. I, I know. <laughs> it, but it did fine. It did. It flew away. It flew away. It yes. flew away. Casey would have saved it if it hadn't yep. saved itself. Oh, I had to save a mouse today. <gasps> it was cool. probably, a, yeah, it was probably a vole, actually. But, um, Yes. And, and it made me think about that movie, A Girl Called Sooner, because the kids were all standing around. You're not going to make me watch that movie, yes, are you? Yes, I am. Oh, crap. Uh, the kids were all standing around this little mouse, and it was trying to In the movie get away. in the classroom? Like, in real life, oh, outside geez. on the playground today. And finally, I was like, I, yeah, because I had playground duty. So I put my jump rope down. I pulled my teacher whistle out. And I whistled and I said to those kids, get away from that creature. And then Mr. Richard, who is our awesome custodian, came out with a bucket and caught it and took it really far away to the, actually to the trail and released it out there. It's scattered away. Mm -hmm. It's off with its little vole friends. Mm -hmm. It's at the vole party. Probably. It's Probably the... right now it's like, oh guys, wait until I tell you my day. Maybe they're having a vole bowl. <laughs> I, they're having a wine party. That's yeah. like so. I'm not. I'm With not, beer. Nope. Nope. No. All right. I, no. I should just strong wrong, <laughs> Beth. Strong wrong on that. <laughs> oh mayhem. Oh. That's why I love this this podcast because it's just mayhem. So we can do whatever we want. It I is. Do what I want. I do what I do, and I don't know what I do. I do what I do, and I don't know what I do. Santana and B.A. are outside keeping watch at the cabin. Face goes outside to talk to Ellen, trying to convince her to find out what she can about Bancroft. She asks Face if he knows anything about his father, and he replies no. She says she read about hers every week in the papers. Boys and girls, for those of you who don't know, a long, long time ago, they used to take news stories and put them on pieces of paper, put them together, and called it the news. Mm -hmm. He says she has an opportunity that he doesn't have to learn about her father. He tells her he thinks she's afraid she might find out what's wrong with her, what's wrong about her father, and that she loves him. It was all very weird. Yeah. Ellen very goes, weird. It was very weird. 
Ellen goes to Bancroft's room and apologizes for running out on him earlier. Murdoch, Murdoch speaks with Stockwell on the phone about face. And I asked you this. So Murdoch is on a payphone. Stockwell is back in his plane high in the air. Mm -hmm. So I just want to know how much that collect call cost, if you can Mm -hmm. make one. Collect call for Murdoch. All right, reverse the charges. <laughs> you know, because remember back in the day, you get that reverse call, you'd be like, Mom, pick me up at the high school. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So Murdoch could have said, I don't know what to do about face. And then he <laughs> called her back. <laughs> oh my I don't know what's happening. Stockwell refuses to find out if Bancroft is face's father. But in the end, Stockwell agrees to try to find out. At the grocery store, which is also open on Thanksgiving. Yep. Face tells Murdoch he's going. Now, see, today everything's open on Thanksgiving, but Listen, back in it's the 80s, been a long day. literally nothing was nothing. open. At the grocery store, Face tells Murdoch he's going to ask Ellen out. Murdoch tells him Ellen isn't his isn't Face's type. And we're all going, don't ask your sister out. Yeah. Murdoch tells Face that he's interested in Ellen. As Murdoch tries to tell him the truth, Owen and the three other men. Try to run them down in a truck. Uh oh. Simple, simple shit that happens when you go to the grocery store yep. on Thanksgiving. Yep. Then there's a fight in the store, and mm-hmm. Face pushes one of the men through a window. There's a lot of window. There's breaking. a lot of window crashing. That's kind yeah. of an eighteen thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I remember that. Once I started watching it, I was like, oh, this hijinks. These are. Yep. This is every episode. Yeah. Back at the cabin, Face and Murdoch race. To up to tell them they have to leave. Yes. Ellen yes. comes out and tells them Bancroft died. Yeah. So they're like, we have to go. And by the way, there's a dead guy in the bedroom. Yeah. Also, nobody goes to check on the dead guy. Nope. She just says, well, he's dead. And they're like, oh, um, okay. So what should we do? And then what they decide to do is very shallowly bury him. Yep. They dig a hole in the yard and just go, well, there we go. That's there's what a we tremendous, do. This, this pile of dirt over him. Yeah. His feet high. Yep. So funny. Yep. Murdoch puts the double picture of Ellen and face like in the grave. Is it a grave? I don't even know. He shoves it in there. Yeah. And tells Bancroft that he's going to tell face the truth. Owens find out where Owens finds out where the A-team is hiding. Yes. Murdoch tells face. And okay. So Murdoch tells face about his father and then they fight and Murdoch pushes face to the ground. Murdoch tells Face if Bancroft was alive and told him, Face would be thanking Murdoch for not telling him. Oh my God, what did I just say? Um, so here's the deal. Murdoch says, hey, Face, guess what? I'm sorry to tell you this, but Bancroft, he's your dad. And Murdoch and Face get in a fisticuffs. Pow, pow, yep. bam. And Face ends up, I think Murdoch ends up on the ground. Was it? I thought it was I the other know. way around. One of them ends up Somebody on the ground. Somebody ends up pushing the other one. And then Murdoch, Murdoch um, says, listen, Bancroft told me not to tell you. And by the way, if I told you, you would be thanking me for not telling you. And, but I told you and I didn't tell you. So it's really confusing. (sighs) Bottom line is face is mad and Murdoch tried his best. I just, I just had an idea. Hmm. We should like act out a scene in some of these movies. Oh, that would be fun. We got to do that. We have to do that. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we've got to figure out. Maybe check with the writer. Yeah. Um, I'll see if I can. Well, that would be plagiarism then. Would we get in trouble for that? I'm going to have to think about that because okay. that would be fun. It would be fun. Owens and his men approach the cabin and Hannibal comes out armed with a rifle. 
Owens tells Hannibal he has enough firepower to take everyone down. Hannibal tells Owen that he can have Bancroft. Ha! Inside, Santana's running a remote control, and we see outside it's Bancroft's wheelchair, but it's like got this stuffed man. Yep. And one of them says, Owen says, oh, look, it's a dummy. <laughs> Was he talking about himself? Bum, <laughs> bum. <laughs> Santana blows it up. Santana's very excited. Yes. Like his face is so happy. He's yes. like, I'm going to blow this motherfucker up. <laughs> yep. Face and Hannibal start firing at the men. Owen sets off some other bombs, you know, just everyday Thanksgiving bombs. Yep. Santana crashes and rolls the truck they were driving in. Yep. Once again. And then BA rounds up the men. Yep. So that's sort of the end of that that segment. Mm -hmm. Now we're back in Washington and Edwards is about to be confirmed on the Committee for Finance Defense. When, dun, 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 dun. Ellen interrupts and requests to redress the committee. She introduces herself and Edwards asks to remove her, but they say, no, Edwards, we're going to allow her to speak. That's true. She hands the diary to the head of the committee and explains that Bancroft and Edwards were in cahoots. Ooh, Ooh cahoots. 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 That's a pretty strong word. Yes. That's some pretty strong language, lady. Yep. Proceedings are suspended immediately and reporters ask her questions as the scene ends. End. And scene. Back at Bancroft's grave, Ellen is standing over it. Face and Murdoch are at the van, waiting to hear from Stockwell. Face says he doesn't know what, what he will tell Ellen. Stockwell calls and we find out that Bancroft was Face's father. Face goes to speak with Ellen. So he goes and she's standing at the grave. And he goes, stands next to her and puts his arm around her and the show ends. So we don't know what and if he ever told her anything. Yep. So that's it. That's, that's the it. End. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I don't know if that would be a best of Thanksgiving. I don't know. It is. I don't know. There was, there was a nary a turkey to be seen. There was not a turkey. Yeah. I didn't dislike it. It was silly. It was silly and weird. That's, that's like it was just kind of a weird storyline. It, it's weird that that show was is so silly because it's uh -huh. really I don't know if its intent is to be silly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how serious you can get about crashing through windows, rolling cars, and bears and bombs. cabins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the punching through the coats. Yeah, because yeah. how do you know you got it right? Yeah. So next time, another. This is another. So November is. Casey request month. Oh, yay. I tried to get out of this one. You know yeah. how hard I tried. And she then tried. I kind of texted you while I was watching because I've already watched it. Yeah. It's uh, we're going to review. Uh, we're going to start a little Christmas season a little earlier. Yeah. We're going to review a movie called The House Without a Christmas Tree, which originally aired in 1972 and stars Jason Robards. And all I'm going to say at this point is Jason Robards through his entire career looked like he was 90. Yep, he kind of looked Always the same. Always looked old. Yep, yep. Um, and I, I do want to say about the house without a Christmas tree. If you were a child in the seventies, you saw this. You saw this on TV. Yeah, because they, they played it they every, play year every year, at Christmas time. For years. Yep. And I'm, I'm a little surprised they kind of stopped because it's a period piece, and yeah. it's still got the same. It's got a message. Yes, a beautiful message. So it's kind of like if you were to replay like the Waltons, because it's a period piece. Yeah. So I don't know why they stopped showing it. Yeah. And I, sure. it's got to be a. It's got to be around. Kind of filled my heart to watch it. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It didn't fill mine, except mm. for I cried a lot. Oh, man. Did you? No. Oh, I did oh. as a kid, but no. Oh, no. I cried and cried and I cried some more, Case. Oh, my gosh. And then I cried even more. Well, it's so sad. I'd so, but, but to see, people need to know 
what it was like to grow up in the 70s. And they need to know what we went through. Yeah. What was our holiday experience? It was not very... It was, it it was, was not. Kind of but then again, I'm going to say the 80s were kind of weird because the, the Christmas, both Christmas specials we're going to talk about in December are 80s. Mm-hmm. And they're both pretty weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, one is weirder than the other, but they're both strange. Yeah. Both enjoyable. Yep. I... I didn't love the house without a Christmas tree, but we'll talk about why. Yep. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. But the other two were silly. This one's not. It's a drama. Yep, it it's is. It's a drama. Hey, do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s you'd like us to review? Let us know. Yeah. We are back on Twitter. Back on Twitter, baby. Find us at TV Movie Club Pod 1. Find us on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club. We're on the Facebook Kings. On the Facebook. We are also, Beth, on Instagram. We are? Yep. Made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. Or give the hashtag MFTVMC podcast a goog and you'll find us. You'll find us. Come find us. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And we are now on Amazon Music. Thank you, Amazon Music, for inviting us. We love you. Feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook and tell your friends about us. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse. The Made for TV Movie Club podcast is brought to you by MFTVM Productions, LLC.